we do. I watch it all the time, and my favorite episodes are the ones where they go into space. Oh, so But the- I mean, naturally. <laughs> You do love some space. I noticed I was having a chat with my sister-in-law about this the other day that it's always them changing size and going into a thing. Like they, they've really that's their niche. Like let's get small and go into the human body. Oh yeah. Like, let's get big and learn about the <laughs> trees in the rainforest. <laughs> I love I love when I watch a series of anything and you can kind of see how they got the idea for the next episode from the previous episode and I feel like Magic School Bus does you that feel like all you're really the time along like they go into something and it like yeah it brings up a question and then they go into something else in the next one do you hear that stink bug no, I don't hear the stink bug, oh but my, my sweet angel nephew was just crying right by my door. Did you get any of that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah. Sweet baby angel. Well, He's if you hear a, a, a it's because there's a stink bug. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might not have been able to hear the sound of the buzzing over my own heart rate elevating um, <laughs> when I could hear that baby crying. Like, I legitimately feel physiological reactions when he... <laughs> I'm like, why is he crying? Why is he not crying? <laughs> yeah. Why Why is it silent? Usually it's worse when it's silent. Yeah. And I'm just his aunt and he's only three months old. So I imagine <laughs> it's a lifetime of worrying. <laughs> oh, gosh. He does love Magic School Bus, though. And it's nice Nothing. to have a Me-me. reason. Oh, come on. <laughs> Who is that? Is that like freaking Little Richard recorded that song? <laughs> is it? I think it's Little... Well, All right, let's it's look not, it up. It's definitely a influenced by Little Richard kind of voice. Yeah. Because he's got that on the magic school bus. <laughs> that like Little Richard squeak. Yeah. You the know? theme song. It was Little Richard. Oh, even cooler. No way. Oh, That's my so gosh. Cool. How did you? That was very intuitive. Thank you. I mean, I guess it really does sound exactly like him, but I just didn't picture Little Richard <laughs> singing about a transforming school bus. Plus, if you – I feel like when you learn things, makes a big difference too. Like, So did you watch Magic School Bus when you were a kid? Oh, yeah, all the time. Cool. And the book's amazing. So, you yeah, know, all of it. So I'm sure you had like a Magic School Bus kind of box. Like here's what I know about it. Yeah, like, there's the theme song. I'm a child. I don't care that it's Little Richard. Like, <laughs> I don't know who that is. Yeah. And then you later as an adult learn about Little Richard and you never put two and two together, but it's a Oh, girl. and I can just imagine the meeting where the guy was like, all right, theme song, hear me out, <laughs> Little Richard. <laughs> oh, I love that. I hope it was like a really square, like much more of a songwriter than a performer. Yeah. You know, like I have it in my head. Um, I'm going to sing it for you on the magic school bus. You understand, but just imagine it. Little Richard. (laughs) Oh, and welcome to episode two. (laughs) (laughs) And believe it or not, our theme for the day is not the magic school bus. Although it could be. I learned a lot about music from there was a sound wave episode. It was in a haunted house and I still remember it. It's amazing. What? 
What? That sounds so good. Yeah, we'll have a movie night. I had a <laughs> I had a lesson the other day and sometimes uh just a, a normal lesson. Ooh, I just hit my mic. Um be nice. <laughs> sometimes I get really nerdy about the, you know, just the science behind the sound and this girl, oh, I mean, yeah. she's probably like 9 years old and she asked about the alphabet repeating on on the piano and I was like oh and I totally went into this long rabbit hole of like hertz and how it doubles and how it repeats and I mean by the time I was done I think I talked for a solid three minutes like just talking which is a long time how old is she she's nine (laughs) yeah and I looked at her and I mean her she was like her eyes were you know huge and she was just kind of nodding her head and I was like but that's a lesson for another day. And she was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> You're like, I'm so glad you asked. Well, you see, Bach wrote The Well-Tempered Clavier <laughs> and it changed. <laughs> yeah, I totally went into this like whole, whole long thing and just way longer than it needed to be. Uh, well, you hey, know. she's got that info there. She knows if she needs to hear that again, she can go to you. And oh, yeah, great. man, I was. I was like, you know, and there's like an infinite number of notes in between this note and this note because – and she was like just, <laughs> just frozen. It was so funny. No, I totally understand that because it's a – I don't know if other trumpet players run into this a lot, but I think it's as far as my career and lifetime as a trumpet um A trumpet primary, player? A trumpeteer. (laughs) I wish that's what I was going to say. As a trumpeteer. uh, Card-carrying trumpeteer. um, People really want to know, like one of the frequently asked questions is, there's only three buttons. How do you get all those notes? Which invariably sends me down a track of... (laughs) Well, the valves historically are a new addition. They used to play just natural horns with no valves. Have you heard of the overtone series? Let me tell you about it. <laughs> Always like, oh, um, never mind. Nice to see your trumpet. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. And now they're like, don't talk to that girl. Yeah. Ooh. She Nerd. loves trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Awesome. Well, how was your week? Um, you said that repeating alphabet introduction to hertz and frequencies with your nine-year-old oh, yeah. client. Was that this week? It was. It was, oh my gosh, this is the worst week of my life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Lord. Um, no, it really wasn't that bad. It was just a long, long week. And the weekend was just not long enough for how long the week was. Oh, and so now I feel like this week is an extension of last week. Oh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, more of the same torturous. You yeah, yeah. It's not. It it's really not that bad. I'm super crabby. I'm crabby patty. (gasps) And oh yeah yeah yeah. That's your alter ego now for sure. It is. It is. That was my um my old. Twitter when I had a Twitter. Oh. I'm retired. I'm retri- I'm a retired Twittery, but that used to be my Twitter, Krabby Patty. And I it was like we were on there just with rants. <laughs> like, you know what really grinds my gears? <laughs> yeah. Should have really milked it. 
Only two soy sauce packets at Panda Express today. What are they, running out of soy sauce? Crabby That's my body. mood. That's been my mood for the last 10 days. What's grinding your gears? Do you want to talk about it with the community of Music um, Therapy Island? Or yeah. would you like to hang on to it for a while? Um, I mean, I'll talk about some of it. We, um, so Blaine and I have been doing those fertility treatments and this last weekend we were getting ready to start another one and, uh, they forgot to call in my medicine. Yeah. And so we couldn't do our treatment this month. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one of those things that there's always next month and thank goodness. So Blaine has to take some other medicine too, but he can only take it twice in six months. Before he has to wait. And thank God that he wasn't taking it because we would have had to wait six more months to, to, you know, go back to the doctor. Right. But that was just annoying and obnoxious in and of itself and kind of set me up for just being super cranky and just wanting to blame someone. Sure. And, you know, they said that they called it in and that it it got lost and that it usually happens like that on Fridays. And then, yeah, it's just a whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. And especially for you, I mean, not especially for you, but especially this is something that obviously you're really emotionally invested in. Just oh, absolutely. By nature of it, it's yeah. going to feel really high stakes no matter what. And even though we also know human error is a thing, it's it's yeah. tough. It's really I, I think it's hard to rationalize like it is. I wanted investment. so bad to be compassionate and patient. And then I found myself at one point saying something that I never say on the phone. I said, this is unacceptable. Mm. And, you know, I was like, yeah, but like, you know, it's not a life or death. But at the same time, you know, we're coming for a service and, you know, and they've been great to us. I mean, they have been fantastic to us from the beginning for the last year that we've been working with them. So, I mean, I get it. But yeah, it's just, it's really made me a very angry person this week. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that, you know, that's a really tough one. And I don't want to minimize how you're feeling about it. Just because you can understand the logistics of the situation and Mm -hmm. understand human error and have grace for that and save room. But you can also (laughs) feel super annoyed and disappointed and angry. Like that's all... So many emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm having one. a glass of wine because I can this time. So if you hear me gulping, it's because I'm just super pissed off and I really need this ruby red right now. <laughs> this ruby red. Well, enjoy it. Enjoy it in good health, my dear. Oh, Thank man. you. How was your week? It was good. It was good. Um, one of those weeks especially work-wise, music therapy-wise, where um, I had so many new opportunities, meeting new folks. I had – what did I have last week? Um, Four new trials with clients who had never had any music therapy at all. That's the best. (laughs) I got to tell you, there's something new. Um, If you've missed – Some of my background in the first episode, I've recently moved to Riverside County from San Diego County. And as far as music therapy services, um, just availability, 
the difference between San Diego to Riverside is massive. Um, I was looking for demographic data for Riverside County, and I think I'm the only currently practicing MTBC, but yeah, Ooh. so it seems right. There's a lot of opportunity. Luckily, there's this community has been so welcoming of this discipline. Like they're ready for it, even though they mm-hmm. might not have had it here. I notice a lot of them know what it is and are mm-hmm. really excited to have new opportunities. That is exciting. So, beautiful, right? Great news. Yeah. I have loved this kind of new role of um really being the first introduction to families that meet me um, to what music therapy is and the potential Mm -hmm. there and how much we can customize it. I love telling families about that. so different from transitioning a client. Oh, yeah. It's so different. Yeah, especially within the field of music therapy. Not that I have any experience in other disciplines, but (laughs) I had a mom – One of the mothers of the – one of the new clients I met this week said Mm -hmm. um, they had had some music therapy experience. They have some music therapy experience. She said, oh, you know, I've met – I think you're the third music therapist my son has worked with. I know. And I was like, ooh, other side. That's awesome in the opposite way. Yeah. Um, But she said she pointed out um, that music therapy, she noticed um, differences in individual style a lot more than in some of the other therapeutic services they received. And I just thought that was an interesting comment. That was interesting that she told me and she said, I've observed sessions and I've really noticed about music therapy is everybody has a a really unique style. (gasps) That's so interesting. It's a comment I for sure wanted to dig in on. (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah, absolutely. I know I've had comments before where I've had a client that started with me a while back, probably about, I don't know, six months ago. And they had said something along the lines of like, you know, cause I I'm younger and we just got married and she said, you're not going to leave, are you? And I, I kind of didn't really understand initially what she had meant by that. And she said that a lot of the therapists that her daughter had seen would get married and then move away. And so she doesn't want young therapists because because of that. Yeah. It was crazy. Blew of the me turnover. Away. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. no, trust me. I'm not going anywhere. And, um, yeah, like I'm stuck. We bought a house. We're here for at least 30 years. <laughs> I was going to say, did you show her like, here's the deed to my yeah. house I just bought. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, that it's really interesting. The, the perceptions of music therapy from clients that we wouldn't necessarily think of, or just any therapy, you know, and it, oh, and totally. Perception with comparison to the other other disciplines. Yeah, that's really interesting. We got to start branching out to our network and maybe mm-hmm. we can get an interdisciplinary roundtable on this subject. That'd be a great Ooh. episode, Miss Patty. Yeah, it would. Oh, God, I'd love that. I know exactly who I would ask. <laughs> now we're good. All right, so we have our first new order of business for episode two of Music Therapy Island is to introduce our brand new segment. It is Research Corner. What is that? Good. Yeah, Miss Patty. Yeah, you got it. Miss Patty coming in with a little reggaeton horn. I kind of like it this way. <laughs> You're 
impression is one way better than mine, and it's very impressive that you know the name of that. Thank you. I have a client who really loved including those sounds oh, in a garage band project, like a lot. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh god, so I love garage band. Yeah, so fun. But so we'll come back to uh reggaeton corner in another episode. <laughs> But right now, it's time for Research Corner. So the vibe that I'm shooting for here with our first edition of Research Corner is sort of a Miss Frizzle-esque experience. I'm going to be Miss Frizzle for Halloween this year. (laughs) Yes, girl. I love that for you, and I cannot wait to see what you will wear. And we just got – we have a bearded dragon. The lizard? The lizard! <laughs> Wait, was that the type of lizard that Miss Frizzle had in Magic no, School Bus? No, I think Lizzie. I think is Liz. It's not Lizzo. It's certainly not Lizzo. <laughs> it would be a great collaboration um, project, Lizzie, Lizzo and Magic School Bus. I think it's Lizzie. Lizard from Magic School Bus. So the first topic that we research here on Research Corner is what is the name of the lizard on <laughs> oh, Magic Liz. School Bus? Liz. Yeah, it's Liz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got our bearded dragon. His name is Titan because my husband is a we're we're moving to Mars one day, so yeah. You're what should we call it? A outer spaceophile? Sure. <laughs> you don't have to call it that. <laughs> I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Yeah, I didn't like it. All right. <laughs> All right, anyway, so yeah, let's jump in. When I say Miss Frizzle-esque, I'm kind of shooting for like, oh, wow, what a whimsical, fun way to talk about that <laughs> real-life science. <laughs> <laughs> so the first topic I wanted to jump in on with um, Research Corner was the idea of – I was really stuck on music therapy meet cute that we talked about in yeah. episode one or the idea of a music therapy origin story. Yeah. And so you and I got to talk about how we found our way to the discipline, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to take that same question and put a bit of a research lens on it. Is there any research about um, the students that are starting as music therapy majors? Do we have any data on that? Um, What are the demographics of maybe new music therapy programs? Things like that. So I wanted to dig in a little bit and find some things out. and. Okay. I unfortunately could not find any data on who the students are that are heading into new music therapy programs or that are starting their journeys to NTBC. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't find that data anywhere. And I'll add this. If you've published this research or if you've compiled this data somewhere and I just didn't (laughs) find it, I am so sorry. And please email me to correct and enlighten me. Um, But I couldn't find that specific data I was looking for. Um, But what I did find when I was looking around on some statistics from the Integrated Post-Secondary Education Data System. Ooh, okay. Thank you. From the U.S. Department of Labor Statistics. Oh, gosh. Right. I found a lot of great info about music therapy degree programs. Um, and it's from 2017, so pretty Ooh. up to date. Yeah. Yes. And I found some, 
Yes. I really found some juicy <laughs> numbers here. And I know you love some data. I love oh, some data. Yes. I thought we might talk about it. I love Ooh. that. I know. I had to catch my breath to talk about the data. <laughs> um, can you share it with me so I can see it? I'm definitely a visual kind of gal. Uh, yeah. I'd be happy to share it with you. But for now, let me ask you your preference. Um, I was hoping to introduce some of this info here. Okay. Um, as kind of a guessing game. Oh, God. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, I love it. I love games. <laughs> Good. Okay, you're ready to play. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So let's start with the first super interesting statistic I found. We were looking okay. at, um, again, statistics on music therapy degree programs from 2017. Okay. So, so three years ago. I'll make this. Yes. And good. That's, that's gross. Right time. 2017 was mm. three years ago. Ooh, that makes me <laughs> sweaty <laughs> to think about. Oh, my palms. Okay, go ahead. Yes. Um, I would – your first question here, Ms. Patty, is do you think you could name the institution with the most degrees awarded in music therapy in the year 2017? Which institution had the most music therapy graduates in 2017? Okay, I can tell you which music therapy program it wasn't, and that Hit would me. be WVU because we had three of us. <laughs> oh, the 2017 graduating class uh, from WVU was three people. <laughs> yes. You're correct. That was not the most. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Okay. Um, am I Am I warm? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, gosh. How about, would you like me to give you a, a maybe a region? I don't know if that would help, but yeah, go ahead. I'm going to do it. It's in New England, so in the uh, Northeast region. I don't even know if I know what schools are up there. I'm going to say, can I guess a state? Is sure, it, go for it. Is it NYU? It's not NYU, but that was – Does NYU have a music therapy program? They do. They do. I believe they do, um, do they? a Nordoff Robbins approach at NYU, okay, that's, if I'm not I'm mistaken. I'm smacking my mic. I am so sorry. Um, okay. Just okay. Later. So it's not NYU. How about I'll make it multiple choice style for you. I'm going to give you three <gasps> options. Okay. 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 Is, it, is it Berkeley College of Music, Shenandoah University, or – Florida State University. So you told me the region. <laughs> and I know yeah. that Shenandoah and Florida are certainly <laughs> not classically considered the Northeast. <laughs> Berkeley was going to be my first guess. It really oh. was. But I was like, I feel like that's too obvious. <gasps> I had no oh, idea. Berkeley College of Music in 2017 had the really? most graduates. Fascinating, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Super interesting. I, I love it. My gut. <gasps> All right, going forward, I think that'll be a that'll be a good rule for you. Um, let's see. I'm going to move on to another statistic. Are you ready? I am so ready. I love this. Okay, I really liked this one. This was the highest concentration institution. So I'll ask you the question, okay. which institution, so college or university with a accredited music therapy program, mm -hmm. which institution has the highest percentage of graduates in music therapy? So of all of the graduating students from this school in this year, 
which institution had the highest piece of that pie of graduates as music therapy majors? Ooh. This um, is let like me tell you complex. a state. This was this was tricky. This was tricky. Um, the state is in Indiana. Oh, I don't know. Indiana. I don't know. I have no idea. All right. Well, the answer is St. Mary of the Woods College in St. Mary of the Woods, Indiana. That's a whole name of a town? I hope I better check that. <laughs> Sorry. St. Mary of the Woods. Good. We're both typing it. No, I don't think it's the name of the school. <clears throat> Sorry. I think that's just the name of the school. I don't think that's the name of the city. It's in Sugar Creek. How hard is it? <laughs> Sugar Creek. How great does that sound? That sounds so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, look, we're learning already. St. Mary of the Woods College in Sugar Creek, Indiana. Shout out. And wow. again, so sorry if I've offended anyone who went there. <laughs> sorry. So you're ready for my next – ooh. Oh, it's not final. It's my last bit of institution research. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Hit me. Okay. We're looking for the counties ooh. with the fastest growing number of degrees awarded. I don't even know the counties in West Virginia. Um, this is a really hard one. If you knew this, I would have to sign you up for Jeopardy right now. <laughs> what is Orange County? Yeah, exactly. Is that a county in California? It is a county. It's a county cool. in California and a county in Florida. So that was a I great, think I just heard it on uh, some option. like, uh, probably like a murder show or something. <laughs> on Forensic Files. County. <laughs> Yeah, wait, if you watched or listened to the podcast Dirty John from Wondery, mm -hmm. they definitely talk about Orange County. What? Dirty John? I'll mm. have to do that one. Ooh, it's a good one. And they made it into a Netflix <gasps> um, like series, a oh. dramatized series. It doesn't have reenactments, though? The whole thing is a reenactment. Oh. So it's literally like a movie of the story. Oh, okay. Um, which is wild. It's not the most – for me, look, I'm not a – um, movie critic or anything, but <laughs> this felt like the kind of thing when you want to watch something on TV that is exciting, but that you don't have to use your whole brain for. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we only play American Dad. <laughs> exactly. It's in, it's in the category of you can let this TV show happen to you. It's fine. <laughs> Turn it on. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So anyway. Yeah. The county with the fastest growing number of degrees awarded, which I thought this was so exciting. In 2017, this was Clark County, Georgia. Really? And uh -huh, they said they had a 600% increase oh. in the number of music therapy degrees awarded oh. from 2016 to 2017. Mm. What a – Wow. Wild. Yes, and I was looking up by county because I was curious about what schools were in Clark County, yeah. Georgia. And like what state in their program because that makes sense if it's like year one to year two or like oh, year three to year point. four because we went sure. from – I mean there was three of us and then I think the next graduating class there was like 12. So that – you know what I mean? Yeah, that's somewhere in the realm. That's a couple hundred percent increase for you guys too. <laughs> Um, but this was University of Georgia. 
Okay. Um, I'm not sure about the history of their program, but they are, at least in 2017, hot on the rise wow. of music therapy degrees awarded. Wow. That's really cool. 600%. Fabulous, right? That's a lot of Love percentage. the idea of that growth. Yeah. But, okay, so we have some demographics. That's my last piece of institutional oh, okay. uh, data. <laughs> I liked that Did game. you like it? Yeah. All right, great. Well, then uh, you can look forward to some more <laughs> research. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this is just going to make me look like I have no idea. That's okay. When we switch, you get to stump me. I love it. Oh, oh, so we're – okay. I like so get that. ready. like that. Um, I thought it might be interesting if you have time for a little bit more research. Yeah. I pulled a publication highlight also. Oh, no way. Okay. Yes. I love that. Yeah. So with the idea of music therapy origin stories, I was also a little bit spurred by World Music Therapy Day. Oh, yeah. Yes. I suppose our listeners should know we're recording on March 3rd. So two days after (laughs) – um, World Music Therapy Day. Uh, we hope to catch that a little more prudently <laughs> for next year. <laughs> yeah, I totally. <clears throat> Goodness gracious, excuse me. Um, I totally forgot about it until I saw something on Facebook and was like, oh, and like in September, I thought of something. I can't even remember what it was now. I wish I would have written it down to do like for our media for the business. And I just totally forgot about it. <laughs> Same. Well, live and learn, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, I thought it might be fun with that in mind, sort of music therapy origin stories and World Music Therapy Day. I thought it would be cool to pull a publication highlight about the history of music therapy. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I have a couple resources that I think are super fun to check out. Um, This first one is the AMTA website. Okay. Thank you, AMTA. You guys rule. Musictherapy.org. They put together this great online timeline that's called Music Therapy Historical Review, celebrating 60 years of music therapy history. It's really fabulous, and it's set up as a timeline, very readable. It's got all these big moments in music therapy (laughs) history. It's really cool, and there's pictures. Um, You can see all of the um, authors who contributed to this, but I'll mention um, on the page, but I'll throw out here – there were sincere thanks to Cynthia Briggs, Alicia Clare, Jane Cregan, and others at all. At all. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. You can see the rest of their names if you check out the website. But it's really cool. I thought it was a really fun um, look at the growth of music therapy over time. And the other publication I wanted to check out or wanted to give a little highlight here. It's called Historical Roots of Music Therapy, a Brief Overview. So the research is by Dr. Debbie Carroll, and she is a music therapy professor at the University of Quebec in Montreal. Canada, eh? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Have you seen Letterkenny? I haven't seen any Letterkenny. Oh my gosh. God bless Canada. That show is so good. You have to watch it. It's so funny. Great. It's, it's just going on my Rednecks list. in Canada. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm it's in. great. I love it. That's the accent. only thing I know about Canada, but go on. I don't even know if they're really Canadian. Well, look, another thing to research. I can't <laughs> wait. Research Corner has opening so many doors for us. 
<laughs> so I do what a job or featured Canadian of the day. And I don't even know if she is Canadian. She just currently lives in Canada. She just lives in Canada. <laughs> Dr. Carol. Dr. Carol. Well, so technically she's Canadian if she lives in Canada. Sure. I think like, though, I'm just saying if I moved to Canada now, like as an adult, I wouldn't say I'm Canadian. I would say I'm. Really? Mm-hmm. Would you say you're an American Canadian? No, I don't. Unless I got citizenship, <laughs> unless I, you know, applied for citizenship there and got, you know, a new passport, I, I would never identify as Canadian. And it's not just really? Canada. I wouldn't identify as Italian if I moved it's to Italy. It's not just Canada. <laughs> just not. Oh, I guess, yeah. I don't know. An I feel American like Italian would be totally different. In Paris. I don't know. I guess I, in my head, I have them bookmarked as all. Just if I didn't get their passport, I wouldn't say that I am. Yeah. One of them. Do you remember um, American Werewolf in London at midnight? No, but I feel like I should. That seems like it would be hard you to totally forget. should. Remember, we were playing cats, and we you had to draw the the thing, the thing, and it yeah. was a movie. American it was, Werewolf. It wasn't in London at midnight. Like it was. That was the name of the movie, and. You drew it, and I guessed it, and I have never seen that movie. You don't remember that? I mean, now that you say I am very <laughs> impressed with our synergy. <laughs> so essentially, we played Dictionary, oh. and I had to draw an American werewolf in London. In London, at midnight. I don't think at midnight is a part of that title. but Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Or oh, I don't think American that? is part of it. London, or London and werewolf. Werewolf. But you're saying that neither of us really knew, yet somehow I was able to draw a picture that got you to say those words? Yeah. It's incredible. It is an American werewolf in London. Not at midnight, right? Something about midnight. Midnight rags? At midnight. I, oh, I don't know. Is that the sequel? I don't know. I don't know. But I remember. I remember it was midnight because you had to draw Big Ben and you drew it saying midnight. Oh. Well, maybe I was yeah. just trying to show that it was a werewolf. Because if you didn't know it was at night and a yeah, moon, maybe. then you might not know he was yeah. not just a normal wolf. Yeah. But this could also be me trying to argue with my Microsoft <laughs> word that I must have spelled the word right, not them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Woo. Sidebar. Uh <laughs> Oh, Canada. Dr. Carol, I'm sorry. Let's dig into her publication here, which one? This one was published in 2011. It's called Historical Roots of Music Therapy, a Brief Overview. And this was published in the magazine, oh, sorry, or the journal. Sorry, it's translated from Portuguese. The Journal of the Center for Interdisciplinary Studies and Research in Music Therapy. Okay. I don't know if Dr. Carol wrote this in Portuguese or if she wrote it in a different language, but if she speaks French and Portuguese. And Portuguese, yeah. She sounds impressive regardless. (laughs) I'm impressed with anyone that gets any article published. Oh, absolutely. My word. I can say the way I spend my time. It's a really um, interesting publication. Um, Dr. Carroll said that the purpose of writing this paper was to provide a brief historical overview of music therapy by illustrating the changing nature of the healer, patient, and music triadic relationship throughout the centuries to the present day. 
Huh. I thought it was really, really cool. I read through this yeah. one and I was fascinated while reading um, while reading this publication. Dr. Carroll took a really detailed look at the functions in tandem of music and the therapeutic relationship. Ooh. And how, so cool. And how that they've interacted with each other and changed mm-hmm. over time to make lasting, meaningful change in people's lives. Wow. Check this out. I know you're gonna you're gonna love this. Um, An example that she cited in her research that really stuck out to me was how music was prescribed as literal medicine in ancient Greece. Um, Music had no idea. Yes, they would prescribe music of a specific mode, um, like a mode category. Yeah, yes, (gasps) to treat um, certain maladies or weaknesses and shortcomings. For real, for real. So if you came to me. Um, and said, you are having trouble focusing, I might prescribe to you listening or making, oh, I'm not sure actually if it was listening to or actively making music. That would be interesting to look yeah. back at. But they would prescribe music in the Dorian mode because the ancient Greeks believed that this would promote purity and contemplation. Oh my gosh. Could you imagine leaving your doctor's office with a rx car that says like three swabs of the lydian scale right or a lock and seal we really need to focus on you know making some better choices with your diet and your exercise and your tonality (laughs) (laughs) wild it was all it seemed wow um What's this article called again? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should put uh, links <laughs> in the bio of this yeah. episode. Oh, or we'll absolutely. put them on our Instagram this week too. Yeah. Oh, um, I finally got our Instagram approved. Yay. We're real. And Instagram After the that we're real. Awkward pictures. I had to send in a picture of me holding a number <laughs> written, handwritten. It had to be handwritten on a piece of paper. I had to write the number write the name of the account and write my name and like take a selfie with it. And my whole body had to be in the picture. It was so weird. And I sent it back like, guys, this is, this is weird. (laughs) It's a lot of hoops. That's a lot of hoops. It's a lot. (laughs) But like I said, when you were telling me all those things you had to do, it's somebody's job at Instagram to just (laughs) ask people, you know, 40 hours a week, they're just sending people emails. Can you please send me a picture of your entire body holding a hand? Or, or it's some creep that has absolutely, that is not in the protocol, but he can just get away with it <laughs> because he's the Ooh. only one that does it. <laughs> Let's pray it's not that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thought it was so fascinating to take a look yeah. at how music was literally prescribed by um, I guess not the idea of a doctor, but by like a shaman or a priest, by someone that was very influential, that they could yeah. prescribe this type of um, musical intake for you. Um, and the rest of the article is really, really cool too. That example just really stuck out in my mind when I was reading it. Yeah. Um, but she really goes through, she kind of taxonomizes examples that span a couple centuries, um, everything from the Ooh. Renaissance, and it brings us all the way to a focus on music therapy and what it is today, um, which is really, you know, we've made our way into a profession in the healthcare discipline. 
Um, and it was just a really cool way to look at it. This um, music interacting with a relationship and making lasting change. I thought it was really fascinating. Yeah. I loved reading it. So we'll That's definitely- beautiful. It was very cool. So I will, um, we'll be happy this week to post some links to those publication highlights if you'd like to do a little bit of reading along with us. Um, yeah, maybe you can stump your friends with some of our institution demographics. <laughs> <laughs> that research was awesome. I absolutely love that game. I love little games like that. Oh, well, there's more where that came from, sister. Get ready. <laughs> it's like Jackbox. We need our own music therapy Jackbox game. Oh, I got some clients who would probably love that one. Shout out to any uh, Jackbox fans out there. If you don't oh, know yeah. and you want to know, Google it. Jackbox Party Packs. So awesome. Okay. But Miss Patty, what so do you got fun. for us next? What's next? I have – so we're going to go over, um, you know, some news and some current events. Uh Still in line with the music therapy meet cute, you know, finding music therapy. There is something happening right now in West Virginia. So I thought I'd I'd take a second to kind of talk about it and clarify some things posted on Facebook. You may or may not have seen it. It is the WVU Music and Health Program. Music and Health program. Sorry to butt in. It's um, it's introduction of a new program? Yes, it is. It is. Um, I'm not sure if there's anyone considered in that degree program right now, but it's something that has been in the press a lot, especially in this area. But I've even seen it shared from music therapists that I know across the country. Um, I saw it in the Music Therapist Unite page, and I just kind of wanted to take a second to comment on it. Um, you know, express my professional opinion as well as my personal opinion uh, for what that's worth. <laughs> as, you know, a former WVU grad, I um, I actually took a second to write some things down because this is definitely something that I could see myself just kind of going off on a tangent about. <laughs> I hear you. Keep yourself uh, – it's like the string on the kite, right? That's <laughs> Keep yeah, focused, just gonna keep it grounded keep going. when it's yeah, it sounds like you know it's right in your backyard and it's your alma mater, alma mater. Um, you have a lot of <laughs> I'm not a Latin expert, sorry. It doesn't, does it really matter? <laughs> so, oh, I can see how the stakes are really high. Matter. Let's let's leave it alone. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna and, if, <laughs> and if I'm being completely honest and transparent when I saw it my heart sunk to my stomach um I'm you know really passionate about advocacy for music therapy in West Virginia and I kind of panicked um at first glance and was like oh my gosh what is this you know what is going on so you know I looked into the the articles and I'm also going to be pretty honest here Hopefully, whoever wrote the articles isn't listening. If they are, I'm sorry. They were very poorly written. Um, The information in them was very unclear and misleading. And, um, you know, I just kind of want to take a second to acknowledge that and, you know, shed a little light on what it is. Because it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. Um, 
I definitely had a, you know, a gut reaction to it at first, but the more I learned about it and the more I talked to people in that community, the more I opened up to it and really saw the benefit that it could have for music therapy. Okay. So tell us a little bit about, um, maybe the, where did you see the article posted or do you, do you remember where it was published? Oh yeah. 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 Um, There's actually a couple, um, uh, one of them, there they were. I saw all of them on Facebook except okay. for one, which I googled WVU Music and Health and found a third one that I hadn't seen before. But basically, it's just it's a very short article that does not explain what it is at all, and it mentions the music therapy program in passing, and so it kind of really left it up to readers to kind of decipher what it was. Um, but so yeah, basically at WVU, they're starting up a program that's a pre-med degree for medicine, pharmacy, PT, OT, dentistry, or physician's assistant. So as far as music, they only take classes like ensembles, lessons, and other core music classes like your, you know, your theories and your histories. So it's basically like a, like a dual music and health pre-med degree, right? Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. The way I understand it, you would be starting down like a traditional pre-med path, mm-hmm. but you would have a built-in number of credits to use within the school yeah. of music. Is that correct? Yep. Absolutely. It's it's literally like a, a dual degree. It's like you're getting two degrees, but it's one degree. Okay. And is there any special so, designation when you graduate? Is it? No. And that was kind of where, you know, we didn't love that they mentioned the music therapy program and didn't offer any differentiation. Not that we would think that anyone would necessarily go out and practice after receiving this degree and say they're a music therapist, but more of like a incoming students wouldn't know that music therapy is an option and it is a separate option. You know, talking about it as a complement of the music therapy program when it's not really related in any way other than being housed in the school of music. You know, they're not taking any music therapy courses. They're not taking any of the clinicals. As far as the program goes, we really do think that it does have the opportunity to be beneficial to the field. So because like think about a music therapy practitioner. So, you know, one of those, you know, someone with a medical degree, physical therapy, OT, whatever it is, think about someone that does have a musical background and can recognize the strength of the different elements of music on a deeper level than just your average listener, right? Because you know that we all get the like, oh, yeah, I listen to music when I run, you know, I listen to music when I clean the house. And then we always have to try to relate that back to you know, the function of what they're listening to, the tempo, the rhythm, the melody, whatever it is. And so we really do hope that that it can help them recognize our unique skill set. So what makes us so much different than, you know, a volunteer musician because of our music adaptation and our strength-based utilization. Does that make sense? That makes so much sense. And you, I went on a journey with your with you here, I felt like I started with, you know, I was really bristling music therapy. You know, I was going to take my earrings off, take my watch off and start to be like, Hey, uh-huh. I'm going to take my earrings. Off. Exactly. <laughs> but I love the way you were able to come around and really highlight some opportunities there. Like what's, 
how can we work together yeah. on this? And maybe I'm coming from yeah. Research Corner, but it seems like this might be such an interesting <laughs> option for students to do interdisciplinary research together, maybe. Yeah. How cool would absolutely, that be? Absolutely. It's a great opportunity and it's not a bad thing, but our struggle is really just the representation of the program in the media. Because like I said, those articles really are easily misleading and there's no clarification of how music plays a role in sure. the medical part. So, you know, I've seen people share it on Facebook that know me, know what I do, know my field and say, you know, oh, a singing nurse. You know, I wish you could see yeah. my face right now, but like, it's like that flat line, like, nope. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, okay, that's still great, but like, you could also be a music therapist. Right. And so, it, you know, that's not what they're training people to do. They're not training people to go in and use music to do this. They're not pushing out pre-med students who use music as a medicinal remedy. Right. Is there some case to be made, um, that the inclusion of music credits in a pre-med program would benefit the pre-med student? Like that the being involved actively in music would help the pre-med student? Mm. Yes, absolutely. There's, um, I I wish I had it pulled up, but one of the articles, the woman that is behind the, the more medical side of it in the program really talks about how music does help with cognition and memory and adaptation and skills and just, you know, lists a bunch of things. And so she gets it. She does understand. And then, but there's just no mention of the difference. I totally understand. It really is for the students. It's really for the benefit of pushing out more well-rounded, you know, professionals. It really is. So um, I have two thoughts yeah. and I'm, I'm yeah, so glad I, you brought this issue me. up because I think, me, baby, yes, ma'am, two more times, <laughs> a classic piggyback. <laughs> um, the first thing <laughs> that jumped into my mind was if I just, I, I almost, I wonder if there's a study to be designed there tracking, mm. I don't know, the class performance of the music and health. Yeah, uh, pre-med students versus just the pre-med students or even on the um, music and health students perception of how music. Yeah. Of music or, therapy. Of music therapy. Or music yeah. Or of how music involvement <laughs> or if music involvement affected their other classes or their other, their study habits or their focus or I just, I wonder. I yeah. think that my first thought is, is there a study here? My second thought I can't help myself. And my second thought was – I love it. Apparently not as good as the first one because I can't remember it. Here it is. I wonder oh, – no. it came right oh, back. Okay. I wonder if there's an opportunity um, with some of these articles that you mentioned where maybe the role of music therapy at WVU was unclear or the delineation between the music therapy program and the music and health program was unclear – I just wonder if there's yeah. maybe like a letter to the editor type of opportunity. Um, but that's the school that you went to. I'm not sure if you – what you, and you're also involved with the advocacy or the state task force. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually something um, I I actually got really – I don't want to say fangirly about, but just super stoked to do. It was like my first real – 
task for the task force. Um, I got, I don't know, selected or voted on. I don't know how it works. <laughs> Clearly, I'm so involved. Um, so it's going last well. Year. But yeah, 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 yeah. I'm learning. Uh, that's That's my thing. I always tell people like, I need you to tell me when I am not accurate in either what I'm doing. I, I like, let me know because I don't know. I'm learning. Um, that's the, one of the cons of coming fresh out of school and opening a private practice and contracting with, you know, legal entities and being part. I don't know. I'm, I am a baby. I have no idea. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we have reached out, um, and we did get a really positive response. We kind of let them know, you know, Hey, we really think that you should, you should clarify. Uh, but we don't think that it was the intention to cause any confusion, but we do have to look at how it functions. So that's the intention versus the function. They're two very different things. Um, and after the initial reach out, we did ask for clarification within the media, but so far, there hasn't really been any further differentiation between the music and health program and music therapy program. So we are working on a call to action. Um, we're asking, you know, WV and WVU students uh, and music therapists to reach out to some of the individuals at the university to, to tell them both our appreciation for the program, but also request that there is some explanation and there is some differentiation that, you know, it doesn't teach students to use music as a therapeutic or medicinal tool and also let people know that music therapy does and is also an option at the university. So that's kind of where we're at with it. It sounds really exciting. I, I, um, I hope you follow up on this story. I'd be really interested to hear how that call of action goes. <laughs> I will. I was really energized by doing it. Yeah, like you said, a task force without tasks. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, a task force. <laughs> a task for a task force. It sounds like this first task was real exciting. Yeah, it really was. Well, amazing. Thanks so much for putting that on our radar. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I'll try to keep everyone posted. And I, I think it'll be good. I think it's a good thing. I really do. But, you know, I just we want to make sure that music therapy doesn't get pushed into the, you know, background as an option, because we think that there will be people that look into this wanting to use music in a, you know, a therapeutic capacity that if music therapy isn't represented in the same light, they just won't know. They won't know that it's there. Like many of us starting out that, you know, we didn't know that music therapy was an option. So we're just trying to prevent no, that. No, I hear you. I think um, I mentioned in episode one um, that in how I found music therapy, I had already almost completed my, my bachelor's degree program um, in trumpet performance yeah. before I had even heard of music therapy. So like you said, I could – Intrepidary. Exactly. <laughs> so I could see a real um, – I could see a mix-up there where I, the first thing I Googled mm -hmm. instead of looking up, you know, yeah. music and autism, which I think was one of my first music Googles, therapy. I think I, I very easily could have Googled music and health just as my 
first foray into that topic. And who knows, you know, then maybe my story would be a little different. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that these programs already exist. You know, I don't think that it's something that's going to try to take away from music therapy. Like I said, if anything, I really think that it can highlight music therapy and highlight our skills and, you know, our strengths as professionals. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Oh, um, the other current news in West Virginia, uh, milestones in music therapy program at Cortland, the cameras came on Monday. Oh my goodness. It was terrifying. And this was in, it was absolutely terrifying. This was in honor of the West Virginia health association naming you, uh, Cortland acres, the best yeah. practice, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, not just Cortland Acres, the music therapy program at Cortland Acres. I don't know if I misunderstood yeah. that before. I just I thought it was their therapeutic programs in general. It was the music therapy no, program. It was music therapy. It was music therapy. Oh yeah. my gosh. And even more giant congratulations. Thank you so much. It I mean, when she told me, I cried because it was just unbelievable. It's not every day that you get to work with people that understand and truly genuinely love everything that you do and want to push for that. Like they just elected me to their board of directors for their foundation. Yeah. At Cortland. And I went to my first meeting on Monday and didn't have anything to say because I was like, who the hell am I to sit here and you know, but it was it was exciting because they wanted me there because they really felt that I represented and what we did represented their residents and had their residents' best interest in mind. It, it just such an honor. I I could brag about that facility all day long. But That's so exciting. But um, so this was your opportunity <laughs> to talk about music therapy on camera. Yes, and I of course, have moments that I'm like, I hope to God they don't select to show that. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I was kind of like a broken record because everything that they would ask me, I would kind of, kind of turn it back to like, yeah. And uh, that's what makes us different than volunteer musicians is our understanding of these different things. And yeah, that's what sets us apart as practitioners. And yeah, that's what makes us great therapists. I love it. That was really <laughs> like I, your main I, thesis. Everything. You were like, that's why we're different. It really Don't was. Forget. And I, I, yes. Yes. And I literally, I mean, I push so hard for like, you know, for what's what's the word I want like um like quality but I can't think of the word that I want uh concise and now like like proving something not efficacy um legitimacy goodness gracious right. Ooh, I had to dig really deep for that one <laughs> legitimacy and so everything so there at least at some point there will be a statement about music therapy being a legitimate field and scientific and data and I mean I, I said it in every question that they asked even if it wasn't really about what they you got your buzzwords in there like evidence-based <laughs> yeah individual oh, absolutely absolutely and uh 
Yeah, so it was really Congratulations. good. I was a little disappointed. I planned this. Thank you. I planned this really visual intergenerational group, and they stayed for like the first 15 minutes, which is usually when we do a lot of like the movement, and it's really for the kids. I have them for an hour, and I really have to kind of like get all their wiggles and their crazies out before we can move into some of the things that are a bit more cognitively tasking, taxing, cognitively <laughs> tap, taxing, taxing, just taxing, taxing, taxi. Um, I kind of liked tasking though. I thought <laughs> you sounded really confident when you delivered it, and I was like, oh, ta- tasking. Oh, task. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe I. You had me. Is yeah, what no, I, I was like, I said it and was like, mm, nope. But yeah, and they, I mean, they stayed for that and then just like a little bit of the other stuff. And then they left to do some other stuff, like record other places because our administrator also won best administrator for the state. So wow. they were doing music therapy and yeah, this facility is incredible. But, um, so they left and I was so disappointed that they didn't get to see some of the like really visual stuff that I had planned. Right. It would have been. They just got to see the kids kind of dancing and the residents like watching and kind of playing along and just, you know, because that's what that that part is for is because if I don't like they're in, they're in preschool and it's three o'clock in the afternoon, oh, yeah. like they're wild. So, but yeah. Oh, well, it sounds amazing. <laughs> I love that you had a session plan. Like you considered while you were session planning, like what's good for showbiz? What's going to look great on I camera? I did. We had, um, we had scarves tied up and put in. They love the parachute. And Fabulous. so we had all these scarves in the parachute, right? And then we were doing like a rainstorm. They all had different instruments and it was great. That but, sounds amazing. Sorry. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you know yet um, when we'll be able to see that? Or I can't wait to hit the internet. I have no idea. I I think it'll probably be online at some point. So we'll awesome. look for it. Okay. Well then we'll keep any Music Therapy Island listeners up to date as well where you can yeah. miss Patty and her award-winning music therapy practice at Cortland <laughs> Acres in West Virginia. Amazing. We've made it. We got through episode two is a roller coaster already. We had our very first <laughs> research corner. And yeah. We all news. You know it. it. News with Miss Patty. I love it. That was fantastic. Um oh, did I ever tell you that I was going to go into broadcast journalism at one point in high school? And you have my not told me that, but homeroom I, teacher I could see it was like um, you know that you have to be pretty smart and know what you're doing to do that, right? Yeah. <gasps> Crash and burn. Oh. Totally spit on my dreams. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That's but so, well, and I always, you also told me you had a teacher crazy. who didn't like cheerleaders who like kept you from playing trumpet. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My my band teacher in middle school. So she, you, she okay, really if it weren't for some of these self, self-esteem self knocks that you had at important moments <laughs> as a child, you might be a broadcasting trumpeteer. Cheerleader. Cheerleader. Oh. <laughs> if you, what if you played the trumpet solo? Hold on. Now I've got a whole thing going. If you played a trumpet solo in the halftime show from the top 
of like a pyramid or some really cool hold as a cheerleader trumpeteer. Our coach at WVU um, always, always tried to get me to sing the national anthem for basketball games in my uniform. I was like, absolutely not. Because if I screw it up, that means that everyone is going to be watching me for the rest of the game. To perform as a performer terrifies me. That is so wild to hear you say that because I have seen you act a fool in some sessions and not blinked. No, no. As a therapist, it's just, it's so different. It is so different for me. But honest to God, to get up and say, you know, my name is Patricia Allison. I'm going to be singing some songs to entertain you today terrifies me. It's a nightmare. I hate it. And how about that? And then last week I had to admit to you that I was so scared to facilitate groups. I asked (laughs) if they would let me hold my trumpet as a security blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh gosh. Okay. But how about that community input? Let's do it. I think that's, that's what I'm most excited about. Because we want to know, you know, we want this to be about everyone, like a like a Twitter feed for your ears. Oh, I love a Twitter feed for your ears, <laughs> a little snapshot of what's going on. Perfect. So the yeah. big prompts that we put out. What was our prompt? Yes, to the yep. Music Therapy Island community, we were wondering, how did you find your way to music therapy? Um, also, if you felt so inclined to pepper in any topics you're dying to hear, But I think this really ties up our idea of music therapy meet cute, music therapy origin stories. How did you find your way to music therapy? I'd love to start on the Music Therapy Island Facebook with a featured comment. Oh, Um, yeah. Perfect. We have a comment from Haley Crane. She said that she found music therapy after I observed a session for an hour and I was hooked. That was all (laughs) caps. I walked out and said, this is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Oh, my gosh. Haley. I wish I would have had that opportunity. An hour. I was just thinking that. to get to see it? I wanted to pump her up and celebrate her finding music therapy, but my immediate response was I was a little jealous that she got to jump in on a (laughs) one-hour observation. How cool is that? Yeah. That's so cool. That's um, I, maybe I can read them later, but uh, I wrote an article for our company. Um, can you hear my trash bag? A little bit, but not a lot. A little? Okay. Guys, I'm so sorry. It's storming right now here in West Virginia, and our ghetto windows move sideways and not up and down, and we sleep with our AC in. And so we had to tape a trash bag <laughs> to the top half of our window. So I'm so sorry if you can hear that. Um, you do what, what you got to do. It is okay. Um, you were talking what was I saying? about you were hoping to read something. You said maybe I'll read some of oh, them. Oh, oh, oh. We read like top seven ways to advocate for music therapy to celebrate World Music Therapy Day. But the first one was to invite someone to observe a music therapy session. So like families, if they think that there's another family of a child with special needs that would benefit from music therapy, like ask your music therapist if it's okay if someone can come and watch. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's such a great one. And I love um, I love Haley's example because I, I just get so excited thinking about 
she'll always have that memory. And that was just yeah. whoever that music therapist was, that was just another day at work for her or him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I just think that's so wonderful. Like Statistically, probably her. <laughs> probably, but it's okay. I had the opportunity to have a um, a high school student shadow me for a handful of sessions about a year ago. And it was with um, one-on-one sessions with a client who was only a couple years older than my high school shadow oh, wow. yeah. shadower. <laughs> my shadow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was this great bond. And we, the three of us together, ended up writing a song about all the things that the two of them <gasps> had in common. Oh. You know, like they both played baseball and they both took piano lessons. And it, it was so, it was so beneficial for everyone involved. And um, That's you know, my so clients. Awesome. Yeah, my client's parents were excited to have that opportunity. My shadow was over the moon. He got to present <laughs> about it to his class, and he was so <gasps> excited to tell everyone oh about my it. Gosh, it was great. Esther, change in the world. That's so awesome. <laughs> so I like that. Maybe that's a challenge. We should, both of us, I challenge you, Miss Patty, Ooh. for the month of March. Okay. See if you can – I'm going to say get an at least one invitation out if you have a okay. willing, of course, and appropriate um, client in mind for this. Yeah. Or a group maybe. Sign the appropriate forms. Obviously, you know, there's, but there's thank hoops, you for but, saying it. Thank you, you know, for we saying can, that. We can jump through them. Exactly. Line up those hoops, figure out those hoops, and let's jump yeah. through them. And if you are able to set up an observation this month – Tell us about it. We'd love to hear about it on the Facebook, Instagram, or um, by email. So that's what Music Therapy Island on Instagram. You could slide into our DMs. Tell us about it, um, or on Music Therapy Island on Facebook, or our email Music Therapy Island at gmail dot com. Woohoo! I love that. Cool. I have one um, on Facebook. A comment about from our original. Uh, post the, 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 you know, how'd you get into music therapy? Um, Carla says, <laughs> this is hilarious. School, school counselor said, I was not smart enough to be a physical therapist. Band director immediately introduced me to music therapy. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So funny. Well, well thanks for sharing that she's comment. Fantastic. She's, I think she's the president of um, a state task force <laughs> that I'm aware of. Well, we're happy. To have I may you. or may not have texted her and said, "Please help us." We gave this open-ended question to a ton of music therapists that have no idea what our intention is. Yeah, we might. We have no trust and rapport built with. Them. We might narrow to a, a field of two or three next time. Make our expectations yeah, a yeah, little yeah. more clear. <laughs> All right, so I have a very special meet cute, uh, E E T, <laughs> from um, one Ellen Wilton, and I'm I'm going to play a little bit of it for us. Let me see. Can you hear it? Uh, I can hear it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Ellen Wilton. I'm a music therapist in San Diego, board certified. I have a master's in. Uh, transpersonal counseling psychology with an emphasis in music therapy. And I'm calling in to share my story of origin with music therapy. I have a, um, my practice is called wellness 
music therapy. And I also uh, have a business called Music Therapy and Essential Oils. My focus in music therapy is definitely on wellness and spirituality. And I came into this in a very unique way. I actually came out of a coma to music when I was 12. I was kicked in the head by a horse and because I used to ride. And during the coma experience, my parents were told to, to try to stimulate my mind with, with home movies or something like that. My dad decided he would choose a Disney movie that was predominantly classical music. So I don't know any of this. It's unbeknownst to me. I didn't know this. But what I experienced was very amazing and, and special. I found myself on a, on a raft, was greeted by two spiritual guides, and and then was taken to a place of light and color and music and love. And I was surrounded by this beautiful feeling of love and light and and just completely blanketed in love and became that feeling. It was one of the most powerful experiences of my life. It, it was otherworldly. I don't know how long I was there. I um, I really don't know any any sense of time, but and so much more happened than just that. But when I went back to the raft before I woke up from my coma, they asked me if I wanted to stay or go back. And I remember wanting to stay, but feeling like my work wasn't complete and knowing so much about it. I, I felt so grateful to have the opportunity to go back and live. And I remember communicating to them through my thoughts, saying, I want to heal people with music. And that's when the I went, everything went dark. And I saw these music notes on a staff. They were a different color for each note. And I just watched the staff get bigger and bigger and closer and closer and closer. And I draw, I drew it in, just watching the notes. I couldn't hear anything. And then the music uh, staff went away. And I could hear this tiny pinprick of sound, almost inaudible, almost imperceptible, but I connected to that sound like nothing else. It took everything in my power to connect to that. And I pulled it closer and louder and louder, so it was so loud in my head. The music was just... It was everywhere. It was the only thing that I had. And then I opened my eyes, and, and the sound went away, and I was in ICU, and the nurses came over, and my recovery began. But from that time, I knew I wanted to heal people with music, and and that's all I wanted to do. So I threw myself into music performance for a while until I you know, graduated undergrad and learned of, of music therapy. And then I went to Naropa University, which is a Buddhist university. And uh, it was founded as a Buddhist university, but it's an accredited program. And it had a dual master's in the spiritual realm of psychology, right, and music therapy. And that is how I began my journey, how it came full circle at that time. And, and that's what I do now. Thoughts? Oh, uh, where to begin? I hope she tells that story in yeah. sessions often as a like a guided imagery because <laughs> I have goosebumps. Oh, she. Um, we, I met her. A friend of mine met her before. Um, 
at a conference and she does music therapy and essential oils. And it's not essential oils in music therapy. It's kind of like people that are interested in both music therapy and essential oils, which is one of the big misconceptions um, with a little bit of crossover. But um, I met her at a conference and, you know, we were out having drinks and we were all ta- we were t- doing the, you know, music therapy origin stories. And she told me that and it was just she I was like, I, I need you to call me and tell me your story so that we can share it with everyone and anyone that listens to this because it's just absolutely incredible. Like it, there's no words. There's no words. Yeah. And a literal calling just, you know, having this experience be, I don't know, just become so sure, Uh like maybe the most essential, I must be thinking of essential oils, but honestly, the most essential part of you, like an essential thread (laughs) of who you are is gained from this experience. Oh my goodness. Incredible. Well, I have to say thank you as well to Ellen. Thank you for sharing your story. As far as music therapy origin stories or meet cutes go, that is, (laughs) that is, has to stand alone. That is so unique and beautiful. And thank you for telling us. Great. Well, do you, do you have any? I do. No, Sorry, I'm ahead. so excited. I do. do. I have a new Islander, I suppose, for us. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I had a chat with a music therapist that I have a ton of admiration for as well. And so my friend, oh, gosh, yeah, my okay. friend Angie Beal, who's <laughs> a music therapist from Missoula, Montana, and she currently also works in San Diego. This is a real San Diego spotlight. My heart. So great. Angie gave me a call and she um, let me know a little bit about how she found her way to music therapy. And I think also really her look at music therapy island and that idea of being a um, kind of a unique being um, in certain areas. She really talks about that, especially in Missoula. But I'm going to let her tell you about it. I don't want to bury the lead. So please enjoy Angie Beal and uh, her story. Hello, my name is Angie Beal. I am an MTBC living now and working in San Diego. I'm actually from the state of Montana. My music therapy meet cute came a little bit of a a winding road, I suppose you could say. I have a bachelor's in music education and I did teach music in the public schools for a little bit. I taught pre-K through 12, everything. I was the music teacher for all of the things. (laughs) I taught general music for all of the grades, band, choir, pep band for all of the basketball games and football games. But I realized that I wasn't terribly fond of trying to convince kids that they should want to practice (laughs) and want to come to music and try their best to be good at it. So I went back to school and got my master's in percussion performance. And I love performing. I especially like playing in groups. I played with the Missoula Symphony. However, I had a hard time with practicing the same thing over and over in a practice room by myself for a really long time, only to play it once, maybe twice, for an audience where 
there's this disconnect because I'm up on the stage, they're down in the audience, and I don't really know how they're receiving the music. So when I found out about music therapy, I was astonished and very excited because it took all the best things that I love about music, the power of music and how it can affect you profoundly, but also sharing music with other people and helping them to find that power of music for themselves and see how music could affect them positively, helping them to discover that. When I saw that that's what music therapy was, I was so ecstatic. For one, I could not believe I'd never heard of it before. And number two, this was exactly what I wanted. So I found out everything that I could about music therapy and I went back to school for the third time and I got my master's equivalency in music therapy at Western Michigan University. I always knew I wanted to go back to my home state of Montana. There are no degree programs, so that's why I went to Michigan. And there also are not very many music therapists. I knew I was going to have to create a position wherever I went in Montana because there are no agencies or anything, private practices, that have more than one therapist. So I took a job in Indiana as my first job so that I could get some practice under my belt and learn some more things about music therapy and the practice of music therapy before I went to open my own private practice in Missoula, Montana. I knew that I was going to have to have something to pay the bills while I set up my private practice. I wanted to get a job in a similar field. I got a job as a mental health technician in an acute inpatient psychiatric unit. While I was working there, I started talking with folks about what I went to school for and what I was doing with setting up my private practice, and they got more and more interested, and I started doing music therapy groups there. Then when the recreation therapist left, they brought me on as the music therapist, which was an entirely new position there at that hospital that we created. So I was working in mental health, and then I was a contractor with a hospice agency. I was also a contractor in a few different memory care units. I saw a few individual clients in their homes for music therapy. I taught some adapted lessons to individuals. And then I went and got my certification for music together and did family and young children's groups. And then I went back to playing with the Missoula Symphony so that I could also still perform. So all of my experience came together. I had all three. I had the education, I had the performance, and I had the music therapy, and I was immersed in it. But then I really, really missed being part of a team. I was the only music therapist in Missoula, Montana. The closest one was 200 miles away, and I was one of only 12 in the entire state of Montana, and not even all 12 were practicing. I believe only eight of us were actively practicing. So I would do a Google Hangout once a month with some of my music therapist friends from school, who were back in Michigan, 
in Illinois, in Indiana, just to talk to people (laughs) who get it, who knew about music therapy. It was great to talk with them, but it was once a month, if even. And in the moment, if I had a pressing question or a, a problem that I wanted a different perspective on, I never got the chance to talk face-to-face with another music therapist about that. So when I saw that the Music Therapy Center of California was hiring, I had always admired their work and what they did there. And I was thinking, well, why not? I went to New Mexico for my master's degree in performance. I went to Michigan for my master's degree in music therapy. I've traveled all over the United States and to Africa and India with a music ministry. I'm good with, you know, changing locations. I'm okay with traveling. So I took the job and here I am. And I'm back on a team again and it is the most fun and it is so edifying because not only do I get to have that connection with other music therapists and get to talk things through with them, but also I'm learning so much from them. Everybody has a different approach. Everybody has a different style. Even though we're all basically working in the sort of NMT vein, I'm learning so many things that I never would have learned being by myself. Wow. Talk about Music Therapy Island. Right. I like to be eight practicing. I don't think, I think there's quite a few in the state now, but phew. And I mean, okay. So it's one thing to like go back and get your master's after a bachelor's, but to go back and get a second master's. Yeah, honestly. And you should see this woman with any type percussion based intervention. It is magical. She's incredible. No way. He really puts that uh, percussion master's degree to work. She's awesome. Um, Wow. And I am so – Wait, that's what her other – Yes. Yeah, in percussion performance. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty cool. I want to be her. I get a djembe in my hand and I think I only have one beat. I don't know if you can hear it, but it's That's all I got. Mm, You got me bopping a little bit. And it's the same every time, no matter the song. (laughs) Well, you know what the good news is? No MTBC is an island. And I got a great friend that can probably hook you up with some amazing resources. So I'll get you and Angie in touch. She's going to have you sounding amazing on that (laughs) djembe. All right. Well, that I mean, that was awesome. I really love that we were able to to bring in some input from – the outsiders. It's really refreshing to hear a voice other than our own. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth? <laughs> but amazing. And I think um, uh, those origin stories and some of the other ones we got on our online platforms communicating um, with the Music Therapy Island yeah. listeners has been so, so interesting to hear um, how everybody navigated different challenges and we all found our way to, yeah. to music and, and therapy. ideas for future yeah and you know future episodes like I'm I'm so excited and I hope that everyone will continue to reach out and let that's what we're all about you know we really want to want to hear from you so absolutely the community that's what it's all about so what are we putting out to our community of friends what are we looking for what's the what's the conversation on that twitter feed for your ears <laughs> 
Love it. All right. Well, to close us out, you know, do you want to highlight anything from your week? Oh, sure. I would. Oh, I've got a quick highlight. I told you at the beginning of the episode, yeah. I saw um, a bunch of new clients this week, a bunch, um, including yeah. a client who had recently got um, returned home from a prolonged hospital stay. He had a scary <gasps> bout of pneumonia that was oh. – I know. Oh, my. Yeah, it was a bad one. Um, and so we were really worried, but – um, it was it was so nice to see him. I saw I met him for the first time for this session. My colleague works with him typically, but wasn't able to go see him in home. So I went, um, and I just had such a great time meeting him and his mom. And my highlight for the week was that um, when I got home, um, this client's mother had put a picture on her Facebook and tagged me of her son's talker. He uses an AAC device on an iPad. And they had been talking about how it went, and he said that he <gasps> was happy and felt yeah. good. And she said it was the first time that he had said anything other than hurt or mad since he'd been home. And <laughs> yeah, it was really, really special. And she put it out, you know, on oh Facebook to tell me. And she, uh, it was just, it was so oh. affirming. And you know, your eyes immediately messed up. It was a really, really lovely. Oh. Wow! And such a special session with this client. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, thanks for letting me talk about it. How about you? (laughs) Do you have any? Um, this week was rough. (laughs) This week was really rough. Uh, so I kind of have like a future highlight. (laughs) Future highlight. Let's light at the end of the tunnel. Future highlight. Yeah, something that I'm really looking forward to. I start with a new therapist tomorrow and I, yeah, I'm super stoked. I, um, I mean, we kind of talked a little bit about it earlier with, you know, our issues with infertility in the past couple years. Um, a lot of really big emotions around that. Um, but we have also recently decided to start our process with the foster care system and, a lot of really big emotions with that as well. And so I just kind of am hoping to check in on myself. Um, you know, I, I recognize I have a lot of compassion fatigue, especially with my husband and my mom Mm. in particular. Um, and my mom is fantastic and is just the, the best woman ever. Hey mom, I know you're listening. I know you listened last week. But, um, uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that I'm taking care of myself in the best way that I can and with all these big new emotions that I'm processing them in a way that's healthy and productive so that I can continue mm-hmm. to do what I do and take on these new adventures. So, yeah, I'm I'm so looking forward to it. It Oh, God bless my husband. He is the best human in the entire world. Um, I had told him, you know, like, I feel really, really heavy this time. Um, I, I think I, I think I need to see someone. And, and I think it was like seven minutes. He was like, uh, reached out to the insurance. You're good for therapy there. And sent me like a list of three or four, um, 
counselors and therapists that he thought I might like, like just above and beyond. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm so excited for you too. And I'm even more excited to hear about how supportive Blaine has been and just like that active support. That's, <laughs> I mean, beyond what I, yeah. I could wish Above for. and beyond everything. So that's awesome. Go Blaine, but go <laughs> you for really like made a thoughtful decision and a in a way that you can take care of yourself and take care of the people in your life and make room to take care of some new people in your life. And I think it's awesome. And I'm so pumped. And I, you know, I honestly think that you've done a really nice job too. You've had a lot of big changes and I know that we've talked a little bit about it, but I think it'd be a really good relevant topic for us to talk about in the next couple of weeks is like, um, I'm sure you got that uh, email with the oh the um, CBMT yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, invitation to do the survey yes yes yeah, what yes, was yes, it yes. I don't want to butcher this title so we'll make sure to get it right for next week but um, I believe yeah. it was a survey for someone's doctoral research about therapy seeking behaviors of MTBCs yeah yeah so. I think it would be really relevant for us to maybe talk about self care next week what do you think. I love that idea. I would love to open up. That's a big chat, a big topic, uh-huh. but I think it's a big one for a reason. We keep coming back to it, and I would love yeah. to get um, some input from the community on self-care. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I can't really think of anything specific off the top of my head, but, you know, maybe we just put it in the brains of every everyone listening and, you know, check our Facebook and our Twitter. We don't have a Twitter. I'm not doing yeah, it's Twitter. Okay. After Krabby Patty, you moved yeah, on. But I'm a new person. You know what? That's great. I'm not gonna highlight the negative behavior. <laughs> so what we're gonna do is say you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Music Therapy Island, or email us musictherapyisland at gmail.com. But we do want to say thank you again for hanging in with us through a journey of episode two. We had a blast talking about a little bit of research and some current events in music therapy. We got to check in with the community about music therapy meet cutes um, and to throw out. That's right. (laughs) And to throw out our new community topic. We're really excited to hear your thoughts about self-care. And like Miss Patty said, keep an eye on our socials um, for a more specific prompt or if you'd like a little bit more back and forth with some other commenters, maybe we can fire it up. Um, The other thing, if you, yes, right. If you have just a moment right now, if you're enjoying the podcast, you made it to the end of episode two, that's makes you a rare breed. Please click (laughs) subscribe right now. Go ahead to the info page for Music Therapy Island and click that purple button. Subscribe. Right. Tell a review. Subscribe and share. And we need to make a little song at the end. You know what? No, just write review and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, while we're both probably going to secretly go write a song for that now, we want to say thanks again for listening. (laughs) And from, uh, from Music Therapy Island, we're wishing you love and music. Am I supposed to say it? (laughs) (laughs) And red ruby wine. I don't want to sound like I don't want to sound like an alcoholic. Let's go. And also, yes. Bye. <laughs> oh, bye guys. Oh man, bye.